want this to be more than than two guys talking on the way to work, then uh, make it so, Lord, and help us to follow your path. Open those doors. If not, then um, it is what it is, Lord. At least we've had some uh, good time to talk, and you know, so we just uh, lift that up to you, Lord. Thank you for this day. Bless and protect us. Protect our families. Keep them safe. Uh, keep Larry safe and, uh, on his way to work, and uh, just bless his family as well. And help us, Lord, to uh, continue to be a witness. Thank you, Lord, for uh, for whoever you use to change the music in that in the at work. Um, Lord, you you know you notice a difference in in the demeanor of the people, and we just ask that we would continue to be a witness to those that uh, do not know you, and uh, help us to uh, glorify you in uh, in our workplace. Lord, please. Uh, Forgive us our uh, attitudes sometimes we have, and uh, just lift that up to you. Thank you for who you are and, and all that you will do, and uh, just uh, bless and protect us in your son's name. Amen. You've been eavesdropping on Joe giving the opening prayer this morning. That's the beginning, too. Solving the World's Problems in 45 Minutes, brought to you by One Touch Publishers. Good morning. Good morning. Here we are. That's the first time I've ever seen a policeman driving from Orange County somewhere. Nah, he's a, that's the L.A. police. That's the only you ever see on this road. Well, you can't really tell unless you look, you know, and if I, if I looked and take my eyes off the road, that would be right. I looked and all I saw was white motorcycle and dark uniform. I was driving fast. Um, all right, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Policeman, for protecting us there and those go. around us. There we go. Um, well, that's what that's policemen good. are supposed to do. They're supposed to protect us, right? I mean, and and, and help us and, and do the right thing and guide us. And, that's right. Know, of course, we all know there are some bad apples all over the place, but um, I, I found something um, that I thought was kind of curious. You know, the... Uh, one of the uh, agencies implicated, or who had a part of the uh, the Branch Davidian raid down in Waco, Texas, yes, uh, was the ATF, Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. Correct. And uh, now that's a combination. Yeah. <laughs> well, they have a lot of fun. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, that are getting a lot of trouble. Yeah. Well, that's probably why they're in law enforcement. Well, we know they don't. Those, those three don't mix. No. no. <laughs> Actually, alcohol and tobacco go together, but you don't ever put them with firearms. Well, that's... you got to talk to Buford, man. Uh, that's goodbye here. I think Buford's going to have something to say about that. <laughs> well, this agency, you know, I mean, obviously that happened many years ago. Uh, but they, a while back, a few years back, they started a program called the, the Fast and the Furious. Has no relationship with uh, the movie. The movie, uh, which wasn't a very good movie. I didn't even watch it. Which one was it? Either one of them, unless you're into that, and I wasn't into that, so I guess it wasn't very good. But anyway, Fast and the Furious. Can you? Can you? I mean, it's, it was a program that they had alcohol, tobacco, and firearms developed. And uh, are you? Have you? Have you heard of that? No. 
It's a, uh, well, let me enlighten you. Please, quench my thirst for knowledge. They had, uh, you know, as part of their job, they confiscate firearms from the drug dealers and all the people that they, you know, enforce their laws against, you know, and they, and they can auction some stuff off. Obviously, they probably can't auction the firearms off, so they've got a, a stack of these firearms stored through various spots around the country, and and they uh, they mark these firearms so they know that this they know that they're it's from their their cash their uh, okay what, whatever the armory I guess what do you want to call cash, it their cash of weapons cash of weapons and um, then they then they get these R's out and they uh, sell them. Sell them as, as so they sell them undercover. They sell them undercover. Or do they sell them just out on the open market? No, they sell them undercover so they to arm to arm dealers. dealers, who then in turn sell them to whoever they sell them to. So they can figure out where they go. Exactly, which is which is kind of clever. It's clever, but this particular situation, which actually cost two gentlemen their positions. Um, not they weren't fired they were reassigned um anyway they they sold some some weapons and to a to a dealer and who in turn sold them to a traficantes which is uh drug you know, lords drug of lords in mexico and we all know they don't need any weapons but needless to say they they had them and uh the issue arose, a problem arose, um, a while back when some of these weapons that were marked with, uh, however they marked them with the, uh, with these from the ATF's cash, uh, were found at the scene of the murder of a border patrol agent, of an ICE agent, and um, and so there's some controversy over that. And so some white American. Went down and stole it from the Traficantes and came back and killed the ICE agent. I, I is that where this is leading? No, I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm saying that. Well, what are you saying? I'm saying that this program, although it may have sounded good in the beginning, was not a was probably not a good thing because these these guns, which should have been destroyed, were sold to somebody who sold them to somebody else. And uh, and these guns were used in the murder of a U.S. law enforcement agent, and that's an issue. And so, as a consequence, these guys, the uh, the director, the the ATF director, I, I don't recall if he was just a regional director or if he was a big head honcho. I would imagine that he was a head honcho, and. Uh, so he was reassigned to some obscure position somewhere outside of the ATF, and and the U.S. attorney for the for that particular region in Texas was also reassigned. Uh, so basically, they lost their jobs because they instituted a program that caused the death of a U.S. border patrol agent. 
Okay, so this all happened within Texas? It was all within Texas. Oh, okay. But, I mean... I was just, making, I was just curious. I was but, but, that, but that begs the question. Okay, so I'm a... I'm an ATF agent. I sell my guns to, or I sell the guns that I'm given permission to sell to, by my boss to uh, a drug dealer in, you know, in Monterey. Tijuana. Okay. Yeah, well, Tijuana is California, but a little bit far away. Yeah, but, but you could have sold it there, then it could have come back. Well, exactly. Or, or it, I could have sold it to somebody in Guadalajara. That's too far away. But he could have come back. Mom, be quiet. You want to stay in the state of the way with the woman, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to show off. I know my Mexican geography. Nuevo León is the northeastern province that Monterey sits in and borders Brownsville, Texas. Okay. Or maybe not Brownsville, but that part of Texas. Um, okay. So you could have sold the gun to somebody and it could have moved around, right? Okay, gotcha. So let's say I sell a gun to somebody and wherever, and it goes across the border, but then it makes it way all the way through Mexico over to Tijuana and kills somebody in San Diego. Okay. Uh, what, you know, there is no, once, you, once that gun crosses the border, our agencies have no authority to trace, there's no way for us to trace those guns. And that's, that's that part of it's irresponsible because you can't, there's no way to, you don't know where it's going, you don't know, until it turns up after somebody's been killed. So don't you think that program is is clever at some extent, but fairly irresponsible in others? You want a well-thought-out response or a knee-jerk reaction? Uh, I, well, let's go with the knee-jerk redneckism first. Okay, no, I don't think it's irresponsible at all. I think it's a very clever program, and I think it's great. And I think that, that unfortunately, that Border Patrol agent would have been shot by another gun. At least this way, we know where that gun originated and where it came from, and can hopefully do some kind of good by tracing the path. Now, if it's just some kind of exercise, oh well, it comes through the Northeast. I mean, what are they going to do with the information? How are they going to use that to 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 get the bad guys? If you can use that, and any information, or most all intelligence and that sort of thing, is I think is good intelligence. I don't know if there's bad intelligence, but. I mean, you know, useless. Well, I guess some of it, if it's useless, then it's not really intelligence. Whatever. But anyway, I don't think it's irresponsible at all. I think it's a good program. And like I said, I mean, if nothing else, aren't you just proving that the guns that originate in Amarillo are going to kill good guys down on the border? I mean, didn't you just prove maybe not provable in a court of law beyond a reasonable doubt, although any reasonable person, there's no way that couldn't be reasonable doubt, but at any rate, you, you can't prove the chain of evidence, but you know the gun that was sold in Amarillo to a bad guy wound up down on the border in South Texas in a bad guy's hands because he killed a good guy with it, and that, that to me draws a line from Amarillo to the border. And I think Sheriff Joe Arpaio could do something with that. I think we need anything. Of course, it's just a couple states over. But I, but my point is, any reasonable person, and not that the folks in Texas aren't reasonable. Texas is a great state. Once upon a time, a great nation. But Texas, but okay, I sell it up here. 
it winds up down there and kills one of our good guys. That's that's that is absolutely terrible. But I also think it's incredibly ignorant to say that that guy wouldn't have gotten killed. Well, I mean, yeah, I I don't know. It, it, yes, there's always the possibility, and yes, 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 yes. But it, I think it's a crapshoot. I, I don't think that program is responsible because whatever gun, I mean, it, it was part of a. Yeah, I mean, the fact that bad guys have guns, that's why good guys have to have guns. Because bad guys are going to have guns regardless. Yeah. And if we can figure, if we can, can <laughs> if we can give our, our law enforcement agencies anything that will help them be able to, I don't think you got to prove it in court in order to be able to disrupt and shut down operations, or at least make them move. We need to give them the teeth to be able to shut them down instead of just making them move from one place to the other. But that's a, that's a different yeah, question. Yeah. What do you? You're a see, you're a border patrol agent, and you're chasing a, a group of uh, suspected coyotes, coyotes or illegal immigrants, whatever, across you know through the through the desert of our of of our own country. Uh-huh. Whether it's you know any border state you want to name. Okay, now is this suspected because Billy Bob down the road came and told me, "Hey, I saw that guy cross the border," or is this somebody this that I've been watching and I and I and I know this guy's a bad guy, and and my intelligence is irrefutable or irreputable. This this is that, a known bad guy. And, and the, the back of his truck is full of illegal aliens or yeah. something else and, illegal. And and full uh, you know the gas tank. Double gas tank is filled with drugs. Drugs. Okay. So he's got okay. all kinds of stuff, and I know he's a bad guy. Okay. 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 So I'm chasing him down the street. I see him in a McDonald's drive-through in uh, Brownsville, Texas. Okay. Let's say nothing against Brownsville, Texas. I've never been there. Fine, fine community. I'm sure it's a fine community, but and I'm sure they have a McDonald's. Anyway, I, I, I see this guy. Okay. I have to probably have several. Probably. But um, this guy. You know, oh man, I was gonna get him. So he starts chasing him. Okay. Boom, he crosses the border. Okay, into where? In New Mexico? In New Mexico. Okay. Legally, my my agency, my boss, tells me that I cannot pursue him. Okay. Because my agency, we have no jurisdiction. There. Correct. Okay. So, what do I do? Well, did your boss say your bullet can't pursue him? Yeah, you can't. I mean, it's like the rules of engagement. Okay, now a bullet is a non-intelligent thing, correct? So if I fire my weapon in the United States, and for some reason it misses the target and happens to go across the border and kill a bad guy, I'm sorry, but that... <laughs> what if... That's that's a terrible tragedy in some people's minds, and in others it's a, a tremendous stroke of good luck. Or, or, probably the better choice is to figure out a better way next time to keep him from getting back across the border. Yeah. And that, that's, that's the, I think that's the right answer. Because you can't sit on the border and pick off people on the other side, no matter how badly you want to. Yeah. It's just, that's just, except in wartime. 
declared war by Congress. Yeah. That's that's just not right because it opens way too many possibilities and way too much of a slippery slope. So, what do you? You need to get that. Yeah, hang on. Say that's 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 what I call it. Confirmed. She's waiting. Oh, well, so I'm... She's going on a hike. Oh, really? Yeah. Is she taking everybody with her? No, we're just a, just a friend going up to take them out. Where's that? I, it's in front of... <laughs> if you're at the intersection of the foothill, at the, I mean, a baseline of the 210, if you look at the mountains, you're staring at Potato Mountain. It's the it's, okay. it's the lower big hill in front of the big hill behind it. Okay. I didn't know that fossil made it anyway. Um. So the uh, the weapons. I don't even know where we were. Where we were we're talking about. So I said you can't you can't sit on the U.S. side and pick off bad guys on the on the Mexican side. Sure, you, know sure you can, and, 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 then, and then they can bring the people across the border, and we can pay for their treatment. Yeah, boy, that's the truth. <laughs> but I mean, just in, in general, yeah, you know what I mean, if, it, if both sides are lining up for a gang fight, and you're fired at first, heck yeah, return fire. Well, not even return, I mean, just, but, but, as I say, in general, the better answer is instead of chasing him down to the border, then firing across, and risking hitting the poor lady who's carrying bread home to her family. I, you know what? Next time, call for backup, get in front of him. I, and it's shooting between the eyes as he's driving towards the border. <laughs> but you can't... If I, if I... As a general statement of policy, yes. do not stand on the American side and fire across the border. My, my there are exceptions to yes. all things, and there are times when there may be a, a potentially accidental discharge, and a bullet has a mind on its own and go finds a bad guy because he's about to kill a good guy or something. I mean, there, there's there's exceptions, and that's why people have judgment, and hopefully we use good judgment. But as a statement of policy and rules, no, you can't stand over here and fire across the border. Okay. Okay. Now, I think I think that's that's right because as as a as a sovereign nation, we need to respect the laws of Mexico, and we we do not have jurisdiction there. But I'm I'm going to say that I disagree. And we need to make sure that they but obey the sovereign that, laws of this well, nation. Well, that, that that don't happen. I'm going to say that I disagree with this program, and I think the solution is, is not to have programs that you cannot uh, there's there was, there's no way to follow those those guns it's just not there's no way to trace them and uh, until somebody's been killed which is kind well which is kind of too late but I, I'm gonna say that what we need to do and a while back when those two uh, border patrol agents were jailed because they shot a drug dealer in the hiding um, you know we need to give the Ramos and Campeon? Yeah, we need to give the uh, our agents their the ability to do their job, and we have by our policies essentially taken that away. 
and am I advocating busting into Mexico and shooting? No, but if I know that this guy's a bad guy, I know he's got guns, I know he's got drugs, I know he's probably got some illegal stash in his gas tank somewhere. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna. Did you say something illegal or some illegal? Some illegals. Stash in his gas tank. I, yeah, very, very just, small illegals. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, you know, you have to be able to allow them to confront, allow them, and I mean, they, yes, you're right, right, absolutely, hundred percent. However, let's go back for a second. Let's you're, go back. You're a logger in Oregon because we support the logging industry. Yes, we do. We print paper all the time. As many emails as we possibly can. In fact, if you want to make sure that your email gets printed in triplicate. Put that stupid little green thing at the bottom that says, please consider the environment before printing this email, because that is guaranteed to get at least three copies printed passed around the office, and it, it's like saying, sick them to a bulldog, or, you know, spray some to a skunk. It just, well, loggers need jobs too. So, anyway, you're a logger. I'm a logger. And, and you're the guy who... Uh, Helping the trans, who's supervising transporting the trees down the river to the next next location to the mill. And after the, because what a lot of people don't know is, after the big tree trunks come, that's when the big branches go down. Because some of the big branches can be used for other things like broom handles or whatnot. I'm making this part up, but it sounds good. And it's very it easy. Does. It could be true. That's so, at any rate, you're standing there, and amidst all the branches that are going down, you say, you know what? I'm going to put a message in a bottle, figuratively speaking. So you go get a big branch and you paint a big red circle around it and says, Joe loves his wife. It's not fair for us to implicate others with name calling that don't. Exactly. <laughs> so Joe loves his wife. And you throw it in the, in, the, in the river there with the rest of them. They float down to the mill, to the mill, to the mill. Except what you didn't know was there was a fight brewing down there at the mill. And there's two sides. One side's been stealing lunch money from the other side. And as it happens, the side, the good guys, have the lunch money stealing guys backed up against the river. The lunch money stealing guy turns around into the river, picks up a branch, and whacks one of the good guys in the head, and it kills him. And it turns out, now everybody wants to know, where'd this bad guy get the stick that the red man painted around that says, Joe loves Marta. Now, was that irresponsible of you to have grabbed a stick, paint a circle around and say, Joe loves Marta, throw it in the river? Because that's that's not real far off in my mind, and that may be the problem with my mind. <laughs> but that's not a whole lot different than me selling a gun in Amarillo to try to trace it to see where it's going to wind up. Now, I, I'll tell you this, though. Okay, big difference is if I'm selling a gun to a bad guy, I can be pretty sure that that gun is going to be used for something bad. So you could come to me with a reasonable, I mean, and, and say there is a reasonable expectation that, that the gun you're selling is going to be used to do something bad and could harm good or could harm a good person. That is absolutely true. And in, in that respect, okay. But if, but... You know, hopefully we can get them before it does. I don't know. That was my knee jerk. I'll have to give you a okay. well thought out response later. Let's let's <laughs> go, let's go back to our lockers in Oregon. Okay. 
same situation, but but they've been given a mandate by their supervisor, supervisor saying they cannot. You, you don't. Whoa. Given a mandate by their supervisor, they cannot, they cannot fight back. They need to talk about things. The good guys can't fight back. The good guys can't fight back. Yeah. They're, they need to talk about things right. and, and work it out and be, you know, right. can't we all get along type of right. idea. And um, so this guy sees his stick, the bad guy, right. goes and grabs a stick and about is about to whack this other guy. And... Uh, <laughs> And yes. this good guy sees it coming. Yes. He has he has the ability because he's got a he's got a shotgun. Uh huh. You know, for some reason he's got a chase off bear. Okay. So he's got a shotgun right next to him. He could, you know, hit the guy. He could shoot the guy. He could do any number of things simply in in defense of his own right. safety. Okay. But because of this mandate, his his huevos have been fried, and he can't do anything about it. He's gonna you know his policy says. We're gonna talk. He starts talking. Okay, hey, come, come on, don't do this. Don't, you know, it's not a good thing. And and all the time, this at the same time, this guy's rearing back and just whacks him in the head, and he's dead. Okay. So that guy's ability to defend himself has been taken away because of policy. Okay. Same as these, the border patrols, their ability to defend themselves and to do their job, as they're called to do their job. Okay, so uh, just to make sure, or just to be clear, you really, I mean, we really did mean to completely change, change, get off. No, no. Because it's not related. It's related. They can't be related. You're talking about, because you're talking about, is it okay for border, for, for one group to defend itself? Absolutely. Well, but we're then talking, there's the other issue of, okay, I sell this gun up here, it winds up down here. Well, what, what I'm saying is that program is a bad program, and in place of that program, because you can't trace the guns, you, you need to allow to give the border patrol agents so no, the ability so, to so do their jobs, if, which we have taken away from them. If we gave, so in other words, if we gave them, there are other things that we could do that would be more effective in fighting whatever border issues we're trying to, to fight than selling guns to bad guys. Exactly. Okay, I, I won't disagree with that. But better. presumably, if they could do that, they would have been doing it. Exactly, which means they can. So that means they got to do what they can. They so I mean, okay, maybe a better question. But, but, okay, I'll go along with that. I'll buy that. But so when was this? So when did you get that? Where was the story from? How long was that? Twenty years ago or last week? No, this was yesterday. This story was from yesterday, and so the the, the the people who are responsible for that program were reassigned. Okay, but now the question that all Americans want to know is how will this affect Rick Perry's bid for the presidency in 2012? Well, nothing, not at all. I mean, it's probably going to be something he... I mean, the immigration issue, because he's the governor of a border state, is probably going to be weighing heavily upon his mind. But, I mean, obviously... Well, can I say that I doubt most Americans even that enters their minds and it exactly. just rats the two. The real question is, what will the other side do 
what kind of campaign ads, what kind of slant is the other side going to take to try to paint this as a horrible black spot on the governor of Texas's record? Well, the governor of Texas had nothing to do with this. This is a federal program. Oh, but he's the governor of the state of Texas, and that's where it all took place, my friend. You can't say, if he didn't know about this one, if he can't even control what's going on in his own state, how in the world is he going to control the country? The federal government does what it wants. And we all know well, that that's a it, rather didn't, it didn't start, oligarchical it didn't start in Austin, it started in Crawford. Well, the now, we really can, now, okay, now we're in complete agreement on that one. It's Bush's fault. That's exactly right. Just blame it on Bush. It works for everybody else. So. That's right. <laughs> no wonder, I, it's a wonder he's not stoop-shouldered having to carry all this guilt around. Yeah, poor guy. Plus, he's got big ears. But, uh, you know what? It's also his fault that people don't believe that Al Gore really invented the internet. It is. He didn't? Well, no, of course he did. Oh, okay. But I'd say George Bush is the one who started the rumor that he didn't. Oh, okay. Well, that's just an inconvenient truth. Going all over the place. That was good. That was that was a that was a <laughs> that's a good phrase. And I know he probably didn't come up with that. Sure he did. I think he, he googled it on the internet right after he invented it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now trivia quickly. Okay. What, what is a Google? Uh, it's a company that's made a lot more money. And, uh, well, where did they get their name? What what know. what is a Google? I don't know. Good question. A Google is one with 100 zeros after it. Oh, that's a that's a lot of money. It is. Is this can I go to this one? Yeah, if you want to. That's be a good good choice. Because in fact, you might just go straight from here. But you can still get in front of that flatbed if you want to. And this way, you still got the option of turning down Olympic. Well, see, I would stay in that limb, but, but I, I can't because there's so many parking. Because we forgot the cow catcher on the front of the car this morning. Yeah. Otherwise, we just blow right through that and knock it up on the sidewalk and run see, into that's, the See, that's, that's a policy that we need to change. What? Okay, I don't want to hurt anybody. Do I want to? I don't want to hurt people. Right. But we need to follow policy. Policy says don't park in red zones. That's not a policy. That's a law. Well, okay, that's a law, but that's a policy. So we, yes, but Joe, we can't take the law else. We can't take the law in our own hands and become vigilantes. Sure. Works for Sheriff Joe. Well, he's not a vigilante. <laughs> careful now. Careful now. Don't be slamming Sheriff Joe. Sheriff Joe. Sheriff Joe enforces the laws, and he's a duly sworn officer of the law. That's that's the difference. Yeah, but why do they give him such a hard time? Because all I'm saying he is, enforces the law. All I'm saying is that if you intend to put a cow catcher or a, cow, a cattle catcher on the front of your car and go through the lane where cars are not supposed to be parked, it's against the law, and by parking there, they're just proving what narcissistic, self-aggrandizing, only thinking of themselves selfish people they are, so they can run over to the ATM teller or run into the laundromat, whatever it is, if the reason that you want to put a cattle catcher on the front of your car is so you can run into the back of it and knock the car out of the way because you don't have a tow truck and it's neat and you're just enforcing the law, and there's not a baby or a kid sitting in the car, so nobody's going to get hurt. I don't think anybody argue with you. Okay. <coughs> so, so what do we do? 
with these. Uh, well, we go get a cattle catcher from someplace. We got to get here. Plowing through. Okay, what do we do about what? The border patrol. Yeah. Well, I got to be honest. I, you know, I, what I know of the border patrol agency, period, is what I've heard and read over the last three or four years. When it, when really, when Ramos and Campion and the whole idea of building a fence and you know, I, sometime during George Bush's yeah, presidency, it, it seemed to come up. And I got to tell you, I was quite disappointed in his stance on the whole thing. Really? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, our borders are our borders. Give me a card, you're weak, you're poor. Yes, 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 yes. And our tired of weak, our poor, that, that, that all came through, well, not all came, but in the Northeast came through Ellis Island. There's other places in the country that, that to come through, but they didn't come across the borders of Arizona or, and you know what, really, I, I honestly, really and truly, I, I don't fault those people at all. Are you kidding me? If this is the land of the free, the home of the brave and the wealthy, and I have a chance at getting there and doing something, and I can't meet the requirement, whatever it is, I, this is the only avenue I have, I'm coming across and I'll take a job cleaning toilets, whatever you want me to do. And I would expect if I get caught, I'm going to get sent back home. You the people that, uh, the people, you, you want to, don't get mad at the illegals coming across the border. Get mad at the bleeding hearts that then give give all the welfare to them. Oh, you're across the board. Oh, oh, you need health care. Oh, you need education. Oh, you need this. Oh, you need that. Oh, you need... Yeah, so do I, and I live here. You know... Oh. Well, I if I'm illegal and I and I, I, I can get in-state tuition to a California university... Ah, yes. That because I've... Are you, and, and, and I get, I can't remember which the program is, my wife could tell you verbatim, but my my son, one of my sons will not qualify for a scholarship, or I'm sorry, it's not, that's not true, but he is behind the illegals. The illegals get the preferential, I mean, and this is, this is not hearsay, <laughs> but but they get the preference over, are you or maybe it's because he's... Uh, no, 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 I'm sorry. I think it's just because he's white. Everybody is, but anyway. Well, blah, blah, blah. Ah, uh, yes, but this is this is a good way to end our program because our uh, wonderful governor of the state of California, Mr. Jerry Bushy-Eyed Brown... Um, Boy, he looks like an old man now. He is. They, like you know, my, my, my pictures of him were back when he was dating Linda Ronstadt, which <laughs> um, <laughs> was only, what, 30 years ago. So... He is. They're they're voting currently in the uh, state legislature on the uh, California Dream Act, which would do, in a sense, not only deal with scholarships as you talked about, but would also give students who come here cross the border without paperwork uh, and spend three years in high school and uh, in a. In California High School, mm -hmm. 
Um, which, equal, which, which the all the other California taxpayers are paying for. Yes, equal rights to the financial aid, Cal grants, Pell grants, all this same financial aid that that we offer our our American students who are born here. Um, equal equal access to mm -hmm. that. So not only will your son and my daughters and my son be be uh, challenged, you know, or be have to go up with uh, people who have, you know, other advantages and scholarships, we'll be competing against them. They're essentially taking money out of their pockets and giving them to people who are not born here. But that's a, another program. And you, but you know what that is? Two words for that. What's that? That's insane. It is, but California. California dreaming, baby. Mama's in the, that's mama's and the papa's fault. Right there. It is, it's their fault. But you know what? Who is behind the mamas and the papas? George Bush. George Bush. Without doubt. It's all his fault. All right. Well, you've been listening to a, yet another segment of... Oh, solving the world's problems in 45 minutes. <laughs> and who's the, the lovely organization that, that sponsors this and brings this to our two or four listeners? <laughs> Should there be more? We haven't advertised we're yet. We're about to have an explosion. We are. <laughs> Maybe a good thing or a bad thing, but get out of the way. It's coming. That's right. Um, by One Touch Publishers. What is One Touch Publishers all one, about? One Touch, One Book, One Life. Where can you find out more about this One Touch, One Book, One Life? www.onetouchpublishers.com That's a wrap. It's a hell of a breath.